Shalom Abrach, we're up to Maseches Kiddush and Daf Chov. Today's Daf differentiates between Hedyot, the Kenyan Hedyot, and the Kenyan of Hektish by the, the Gavoya. We discuss a father's obligation as opposed to a mother's, a father's chiyah to do mila, not the mother, the father's chiyah to do pinyan ben. What happens if it's the father, the father's pinyan ben that needs to be done, and the son's who comes first? And in general, a few cases of mitzvah triage. We discuss pinyan ben compared to aliyah the ragel, which one has gedima, the chiyah of Talmud, Torah, of teaching one son, Torah. And we have a fascinating agoda of Abaye, coercing of Acha to take on a seven-headed demon. We begin with the Gemara that says, how, in what way, is the Rishos of the Gavoya that something becomes automatically hectish when the Gizbar, the one in charge of hectish, makes a Kenyan with Kasef specifically, and the Gemara explains that when the Gizbar buys something with money and he pays for an animal, even if that animal is continents away, that is automatically bought by the Gizbar wherever he's standing, as opposed to a Hedyot, he's only kind of that animal if he actually takes a hold of it and does a Kenya Meshicha. The next thing in our mission, we said that What does that mean if someone proclaims that this ox of his should be a carbon oila, where this house should be hectish, even if that ox and that house are across the world, they are hectish, they are property of the basin mikdash, as opposed to by a hedyot, he's only coined once he does a mashicha on the animal, or a kenya chazaka on the house. Now, the hedyot usually comes out with the short end of the stick. For example, if the hedyot does the Kenyan Meshicha while the animal is worth one money, but by the time he actually gets to give over the cash for it, the animal goes up to be worth 200, uh, two money, he has to pay the full two money because he didn't pay before it appreciated. The Pazik says, when it comes to the Hedyoid, we go by when he gives over the money. In a flipped case, when he does the Kenny Mashicha, when the animal is worth two money, two, uh, two money, and by the time he pays, it depreciates to be worth only one mana, he still has to pay Mosayim. Why? Because that's what would happen if, if Hektish did it. Because Hektish doesn't go by the cash, it goes by the Kenyan. By the Meshicha. And the Hedyot cannot have superior power to Hagadish. What happens if he's Poida? He actually pays for the animal. He pays 200 for the animal. And then by the time he does the Meshicha, the animal depreciates to only one mana. He still has to pay two because because of an osana kesef if it comes like if he pays for pays one mana for it. But but then by the time he does the mashicha, it goes up. It appreciates in value to two hundred. So in this particular case, he only has to pay one mana. Why? If Hegdash did it, Hegdash would be worth. Hegdash would be only paying. A Hector should have to pay two money. Why should because the Hector goes by the time of the Kenyan? Why over here does he get away with only one mana? The Gemara answers that when it comes to a hedge, we have a concept of Misha Parah, he can't be an Indian giver. 
once he paid for it, he can't back out. And then um, next Mishnah we learn, now that we've, all, we've discussed all the different ways that one can be koine things in this world, we now discuss how one can be koine oilom haba. And we discuss, the Mishnah says that any mitzvah, Haben al ha'av. The Gemara explains what that means. Men are chayev, but women are potter. Any mitzvah the av has on the ben, then both men and women are chayev. Second, all mitzvahs asesh as man grama only men are chayev, women are potter. Mitzvahs asesh shaloya as man grama that has no set time. Not that time sets it like Kiddush Levana, but that it has no set time. Both men and women are chayev. Both men and women are chayv in all mitzvahs loisa say. There has a zman gram or not. There are three exceptions where women are potter and men are chayv, even by lavin, and those are bal takif, cutting off one's pays, bal tashchis, cutting off parts of the beard, and bal tatamala mesim, the coin can't be matama to the relatives. A bas koyed, or the wife of a coin, is allowed to be matama mesim. In the Gemara, we ask, why does it mean all the mitzvahs haben al ha'av? Does that mean the mitzvahs that the son has, the has to his father? Wait, you're going to tell me that women are potter? The Bryce says from the Pasuk Ish, Ish v'loi Isha, Ish imoi v'oviv tirau, sounds like only men. But when it says tirau, plural, that includes women. The women are also chayv and keep it all by him. So I, I, the Amishnah can't mean that. So if Yehuda explains, it means all the mitzvahs pertaining to the son, which the father is obligated to do for his son. So woman are potter for those. We have a Mishnah that explains this. A father is chayev to give his son a bris, to be uh, to him, to do pitna ben, to teach him Torah, to marry him off, to teach him a trade, and some say to swim, to have him independent on his own feet. Rabbi Yehuda says that anyone who doesn't teach his son a craft and ominous, he's teaching him thievery, banditry. What does it mean? He's actually going to become a bandit? No, it means it'll be like a bandit. It'll do whatever it takes to make money because you won't have a me a, a proper means and he he may cut corners in a bandit style how do we know asks the Gemara, that the father is high to give his son the bris and not the mother because the pasuk says by avraham his son however the Gemara says this is paskas and shochanar whenever the father was not mal did not mal his son Bezdin is now chayev to malim because the pasuk says himol lochem kol zachor. It's a chiyav on the community. If Bezdin did not, then when he's bar mitzvah, he's chayev to mal himself. Based on the pasuk of the oril zochor, it's an obligation on the on the individual as well. How do we know that the mother is not chayev in giving her son a bris? Because the pasuk says kasher tifo oisoy elikim. Hashem commanded him, not her. Ah, that pasuk was only going by Avraham. How do we know that that applies to all generations? That only the men, not the women, are chayiv in mowing their son? So Tony Debeir Bishmol says that whenever the pasuk says tzav, a commandment, that is teach that that infers two things. Number one, it's a lushan of zeros of alacrity, and number two. It means not only now, but for all generations. How do we see this? By zeros, we have the Pasuk of Etzavis Yeshua, Vechizak Tevam and And we know that it lasts for all generations from the Pasuk of Minayoy Mazer Sher Tziva Hashem, Veholol Adare Seichem.
Next, the Gemara has to know that the father is obligated in doing Pidyan Abana, not the mother from the Pesukhobochobonechotifte. If father did not, then the mother then would be Chai. Uh, then then the, the child himself would be Chayev based on the Pasuk Podoi Sifde. How do we know that the mother is not Chayev? Because the Pasuk says Sifde Tipode that we darshan Tipode that any mitzvah any person who, ha- who has to be redeemed themselves they're Chayev to redeem their child but women aren't Chayev in the mitzvah of Pidin Ben. How do we know that she isn't? We know the father doesn't. The father only does the firstborn boy, but maybe the firstborn girls have to be put to themselves. Because the Pasuk says, Only sons are pertinent in the midst of Pinnah Ben. Women are not, and therefore women aren't chayiv in their children's Pinnah Ben. Al-Gamara asks a triage question. What happens if a person has the opportunity of being put to himself for Pinnah Ben? Or being put to his son? He comes first. Right? That's Tanakama. Yudha disagrees. He says that the son comes first because the father had a mitzvah to give his son the Pidin Aben. And the father, it's his father's job to be paid to him. Next, Rav says that really everyone agrees. If someone only has five sloim to do Pidin Aben, he comes first because his personal mitzvah, mitzvah de gufei, takes precedence. The Machlekes actually is when he has five sloim that are owed and five sloim that are free. So if Yehuda holds, he's going to come first, use the five free ones for himself, and with the other five, he should use those to be paid to his son, the ones that are Meshubadim and the Koyen. He's going to tie the five Meshubadim from him. They're Abonan on the other hand hold. The Milva in the Torah is not like it's written in the Shtar, so he can't take it from the Lekuchas. But his mitzvah is going to come first. Next, the Gemara asks another triage question if he has the option of doing Pidin Aben or doing Aliyah Leregel himself. Anakama says, first he does Pidin Aben and then he does Aliyah Leregel. But if Yehuda says the opposite, first Aliyah Leregel and then Pidin of his son. Because Aliyah Leregel is a mitzvah that can pass. As soon as Yom Tov's over, he can't do it anymore. Pidin Aben, then he can get an extension. That's not time. It's not a mitzvah oiveres. What's sad that the Rabbonon say that he should be poyed to his son first because the Pasuk says, Kol Bechor and only afterwards it says, Aliyah Regal Yiru Ponai Rekom. Next, the Gemara asks, how do we know that if someone has five sons from five different women, five Bechorim, that he has to be poyed to all five of them? We learn it from the Pasuk, Kol Bechor Well, yes, yeah, isn't that Pasuk? It's a straight up Pasuk. What's the Gemara? What's being Mechadesh? The Torah is placing the Chiyov of Pidyan Aben on the son which comes first from the womb. I might think that we can make a Hekesh from Bechor Bechor, from Nachala, from inheritance. That's just like my inheritance. It's the first son that he has, not the first that his wives gave birth to, Kamash Malon, that every one of his Bechorim from every one of his wives have a Chiyov of now, Mishnah also mentioned that the father has the chiyuv to teach his son Torah. Where's the makar for that? The pasuk says, If the father didn't teach him Torah, then he has to teach himself. Because the pasuk says, 
How do we know that the mother does not have a chiyuv? Because the pasuk says v'lomadetem, v'lomadetem, and we we darshin v'lomadetem that any mitzvah that she's not chayiv in herself, she's not chayiv to do for her child. How do we know that women aren't chayiv to entire? Because again, we learn v'lomadetem v'lomadetom. You only chayiv mitzvahs that you're chayiv in yourself. No one's chayiv in teaching her Torah. Then you only chayiv to teach if you were chayiv, if other people have a chayiv to teach you. But if not, not. How do you know that people aren't chayiv in teaching her woman Torah? Because the pasuk says v'lemadetam v'lemadetem oisom es b'neichem the sons excluding daughters. And the Ramah says that women are chayiv, of course, to learn the Torah that they are that's pertinent to them, which is a boatload of halacha. Next, the Gemara asks a triage question in Talmud Torah. If someone has the option of learning himself or sending his son or teaching his son Torah, who has Kadima? Tanakama says, the father has Kadima. But Yehuda says, it depends. If the son is a Zorez Umemulach, he's sharp and salted, it's a good thing. He's, he's, he'll, he'll be a good learner. He's cut out for it. He has the mind and the capacity for it. And his learning will be Miskayim by him. Then the son takes precedence. Like we have by Rav Yaakov Bereide Rav Acha Bar Yaakov, right? He was named after his grandfather. So Rav Acha sent his son to go learn by Abaye. But when, he, but when Rav Acha's son came home, he saw that you know, the Torah wasn't sharp by him. Rav Acha said, you know what? I can learn better than you. The Chiyuv now rests on me. And he went himself to go learn. When Abaye heard that Rav Acha was coming to learn in Yeshiva, so he, and they had this issue with this mazik, this demon who was in their base medrash, and even when the Chachamim were going out in pairs during the day, which normally wards off Mazikim, it was still damaging them. So he told everybody, don't invite Ravacha home, because maybe we'll have a nace. Right? So all the Gudelim, all the Rishonim say, well, maybe, it's a potential murder, you're putting him in, in, in danger of death? No. He knew that the Ravacha would be safe himself, but maybe we'll even get a, an outright nace, and the Mazik will also die. So... Rav Acha stay, ended up staying in the base medrash. No one invited him home. And this demon a, appeared to him like a serpent with seven heads. Now, as Rav Acha davened, every time he bowed, one of these seven heads fell off until it was headless and died the next day. Abai comes into the base medrash, finds this headless serpent, and Rav Acha tells him, you know, you put me in danger. I could have been in Sakara. Fascinating story. Next, the Gemara says, if someone has the choice of learning Torah or, or, and getting married, which one should he do first? Tanakama says, first he should learn Torah and only afterwards should he marry. If he can't learn without, without marriage, his mind won't be in the, in the learning, then he should get married and only afterwards should go learn Torah. Rabbi Huda Shmuel says, that the halacha is first he should get married and then go learn Torah. Rabbi Yochanan says, why? He's going to get married and he's going to have a, a mill around his neck. He's going to have the weight, the distraction of the Yitzhahara of Parnassah around his neck. How is he supposed to be learning Torah like that? And the truth is, the Gemara says, they're not even arguing. In Bavel, when they would go learn in Eretz Yisrael, so, there was, so if a person had an issue, he wasn't able to learn without being married, he'd be distracted. So he can get married first, that gets rid of, he, he'll have you know, 
pass besalai, and he'll be able to go learn with with clarity in Menuchas Nefesh in Eretz Yisrael. But in Eretz Yisrael, where they would learn at home, if they would be married, then they would be all busy and distracted with the tzarchei bias, and that would be mevatel the Torah. So it's kedai for them to learn before getting married in Eretz Yisrael. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.